0: Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Thirty Minutes CMO Podcast. My name is worship Huchua, and I am joined once again by my friend Alex McNamara. Alex, hello. Good evening. Hello. Long hello. Time. Hello.
1: Long time. It's been a couple of weeks. We've uh, we've been traveling, um, yes. and now we're back. Now we're back.
0: Yes, um, I'm actually. Very much in the mindset of traveling still. I don't have jet yep. lag, but I feel like the the kind of the positive hangover of being abroad on vacation is still with me, and I'm very much cherishing that. I went you, to Iceland, and uh, you, I yeah,
1: you did that. That's cool. Uh, yeah, you put all of your pictures up. I was living vicariously through you and your Instagram, and it was it was very excellent.
0: I will tell you too, I took a drone with me and I haven't put any of that up yet, but uh, a very real you? moment came, came to fruition when I launched my drone right on the westernmost edge of Iceland and like a hundred mile per hour gust of wind almost made ensured that I don't have a drone anymore.
1: <laughs> only you would manage to launch a drone into a hundred mile an hour gust of wind.
0: I just don't know where it came from. I mean, I only have the Atlantic Ocean in the winter surrounding me.
1: And and very, very few tall mountains to protect you. So
0: Exactly. Poor form. Poor form. <laughs> poor
1: form. Did you get the drone just to go to Iceland? Because I feel like that is a, a a purchase that many people make is like I'm going somewhere and you need to buy a drone and then you use the drone once you never use it again.
0: So no, I actually bought the drone um a year ago for my birthday for me. Um and I have used yep. it on a few trip on a few trips. Uh they're not they're not terribly easy to like master um so this is actually a, a dr- this is actually my second drone but thankfully it came as um vis-a-vis a replacement warranty that i bought on the previous drone because uh, i'll just tell you one thing um really well aged tequila and drone flying they don't mix i really crashed the crap out of my first drone um, <laughs> while drinking tequila and showing my friend how to fly a drone i did not demonstrate it super well but no. Um, I was really glad to have the accident warranty. Yes. That's so, I, I sober do flying you... from
1: now only. <laughs> so don't don't drink and fly. Uh don't drink and drone. Uh I did I did see your um Scotland drone uh video, which was very good actually. I didn't remember that. That was very That good. was
0: yeah, that was a buddy of mine and that kind of got me thinking that having a drone on these on these trips is um is a different perspective. So I'm gonna put a video together and you'll get to see it. And uh, a vicariously yet again.
1: I will, I will. And and then you can send that to the Iceland uh, Board of Tourism and then maybe they can make that into an ad.
0: Yeah, well, I think we can start with that actually because we do again have ads that we have thoughts about. Um, We do. And um, I think on our collective minds are some really good Scandinavian ads um, that we've seen either very recently or in the in somewhat of a recent past. Uh, And I guess we can start with Iceland because uh, they've been trolling Facebook uh, or Meta um, pretty hard. um, Very very well. Very well. Um, So Meta uh, is the new name for Facebook uh, or the parent company. And Zuckerberg has been um, droning on on and on about uh, uh, how we're all going to live in his metaverse, which I can't imagine a worse place to live. Um, and awful. so Iceland Board of Tourism came out with an ad uh, w- um, about the Iceland verse, where things are in real, in the real world, and they're <laughs> beautiful, and you can touch them and enjoy them and feel them and smell them, you know, and not just be in your basement pretending like you're somewhere yeah. else. And I gotta tell you, man, um, there is no. Re- I actually, me- I actually said to a friend of mine who I was traveling with, I was like. Isn't it incredible that you can actually like touch things and feel things like we can never lose that aspect of our lives that's so awesome yeah like, even a gust of cold arctic wind is yep. an experience that you're not going to feel if you're not there and that to me is so much what travel is about
1: yeah i i, I thought that they i thought from the, the production quality and the turnaround was phenomenal they Put together this what, like a minute and a half video. Um, this guy basically dresses up like Mark Zuckerberg, doesn't blink at all throughout the whole of the video. Uh, and just I think I didn't watch the whole of the the meta video, but there are things which I think were just taking the piss. Like he the way he holds his cool. hands, the way he tried to get through a door but couldn't get through a door. Um and I think like they just they just nailed it. It was just funny. And, you know, they turned this around so fast. And it was just... It was brilliant.
0: Yeah. Um, two thumbs up. Good job, Iceland. By the up. way,
1: a country of 400,000 people. Wow. Yeah. Every,
0: every 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 experience I had there, which was, uh, you know, like seeing the marvel of like, engineering and or seeing ads like this, I really just had um, flashbacks to Jeremy Clarkson, who would always be like... <laughs>
1: Hello, little industrious people of you yeah. know in the name of. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, yeah, they did a they did an episode uh, or they did some they did something with them and it was really funny. It was yeah. really <laughs> industrious people. Um, um,
0: I I have one more and sort of like it's definitely Scandian um, and travel related, but um, it's uh, an ad, it's not really even an ad, but it's a marketing campaign I guess of sorts with um, the Helsinki Airport. Um, Helsinki, the capital of of Finland, Um, they're opening a new terminal in their international airport. And instead of naming it after some famous politician or after a landmark, they are publicly going about naming the terminal after the passengers who are flying through there. And the way it works is you can go on their website and you can nominate yourself and they have this big digital um, sign uh, that, you know, the entrance of the airport that says Helsinki Airport, but above it, um, they display people's names. And that rotates every few minutes, depending on uh, who's put their name in. And so you can say, you know, Alex McNamara, Helsinki International Airport, or like Gorshu Helsinki International Airport. And I thought that was pretty cool. Like it's, um, and uh, I think what's really cool is that they said, you know, we wanted to really make this, put put the most valuable kind of uh thing to us in the front and center of this of of the airport and that's our customers the people who fly like we want to make sure that we're acknowledging our main constituent and our main constituent is the passenger who goes through the airport so we want to celebrate them and we want to make this experience all about them starting with the name i thought it was just a really really nice way of putting that very front and center it's super visible it's clearly traveling through social media and generating good buzz um so i thought it was a really well executed not just a um campaign at the moment in time, but if they continue to leverage it, and become kind of famous for it it will be just a good mm-hmm. like way to build their brand. And as a hub for international travel, Finland might be, you know, more on the map, because people will think it's a cooler, it's a cool experience if they have a choice.
1: Yeah, no, I think I think it's, it's a nice thing to, to dedicate to the pe- to people who use the airport, because, you know, every, every, so many airports dedicated to famous people, famous dead people, and this is just a really nice way to be like you. Be, the people who use the airport are the people who are important to us, which is which is really nice. I, yeah. I I always think that that airport brands are such a strange thing because you don't really have a choice of airport to fly to. Like you, no one ever goes. I really want to fly to LAX because I think it's like a they have such a good brand. Do you want to? You go. I want to go to L A. And then may, and then maybe you have a choice between three three airports, but that's very rare. People don't go to Portland PDX because they want to go to PDX, they go to Portland Airport because they want to go to Portland, or they go to you know Heathrow because they want to go they want to go to London. So I, or I've always thought like the way that people the they brand themselves or they try and create a brand is interesting because it doesn't serve a purpose of attracting customers. But it it builds a it builds a reputation for what the airport stands for. So when you do go there, you know what it's gonna what it's gonna be and they they're friendly or it's clean or it's it's this or that. But I just thought it was a really interesting thing that people that airports try and do.
0: Well, I'll let me add to this though. I think that there are some um, some airports that do have to have a brand lip and uh, because people do have a choice, and those are the connecting airports, right? So like Dubai versus Doha, Mm. versus, um, you know, Istanbul, even London Heathrow to some extent, right? People um, can't fly from, you know, from Manchester, England to uh, Sydney, Australia in one hop. They have to transit through somewhere. And so they will choose not, you know, probably primarily on price, but secondly, you know, secondarily, they will choose on... Um, the airline and the airport, if it's a horrible experience at the airport, it's known for that. People are, you know, like Heathrow right now is not known for a great experience. Long immigration queues, yeah. everything is just kind of sad. Um, versus like Qatar or Dubai, you know, they've, they've really branded themselves as these kind of great connection hubs with luxury shops and good like spas and things like this. So maybe people do make a decision towards towards that if they're thinking about traveling from a place to a place where there's not a direct flight option.
1: Yeah, I mean, I hadn't thought about that. That's a that's a good that's a good point. Uh, it's a very good point. But though I think it actually, yeah, I think the transit is because like, if you do have a, you know, do you go through Dallas or do you go through Chicago when you're kind of trying to get cross country? Do you go through? Uh, you just border? don't go.
0: You, if those are your choices, you just don't go.
1: <laughs> you just don't. You just don't go. No, you just don't exactly. go <laughs> another another podcast. We will talk about the Kansas City Airport because that is a. Fascinating. Uh, evo- uh, maybe we have done this, but it's a fascinating evolution of of travel and expectation versus reality.
0: Yes, I think that's a good one to talk about. But, uh, but we have a couple more, right? Uh, let's hit a couple yeah. more of these uh, Scandinavian ads, and then we can uh, move on.
1: Scandi ads. Well, let's go with a recent one. Uh, so visit visit Sweden. Uh, came out. With, they they came out with a with a new with a new uh, campaign, and. I think they played this one very well um, it's It starts off in in very much dry humor of this lady saying, You've heard of these names, and they reference IKEA or IKEA uh, and how IKEA have borrowed all of the town names in Sweden to label their products, which to and that, be honest, and not
0: just, I not just it's like toilet brushes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's like toilet brushes and like your clothes hangers or the the mom furniture. Like, yeah. I hadn't even thought about where the names had come from, but they just went to the map and just like stole all the names and put them on all their stuff. And they basically was like, you know, you've heard of this name, but now experience the real one. And you know, they they contrast like the they have like a over overlay of the toilet brush on like the beautiful town of uh, and and the lake, and they have. Like the lamp and the the city center, and it was just and I'm not gonna try and pronounce names because I can't, but it was just such a great, uh, great way to tie in, uh, names that you think you know, and yeah. what they actually mean, and it was it was brilliant, and it was just such dry humor, and I was like, yeah, I want to go check out Sweden now because of this.
0: Uh, my. <laughs> You have to see the ad, and we're not going to be able to do justice describing it on, on on the podcast. But uh, I think she's standing on a little step ladder next to uh, the yeah. big map uh, with yeah. like a lake as the backdrop, and she says um, the name of the town, uh, and that this name was given to the toilet brush. And then she goes, "This is not good." <laughs> <laughs> and then she like steps down.
1: <laughs> That's that is it. This is <laughs> it's pretty funny, uh, and then finally another the last the last one this came out a while ago but it's it's stuck in my mind for for a while it was just it was a it was a print ad uh, it probably was a billboard ad at at some point but it was so simple it was the flag of Norway and it was for mm-hmm. Norwegian Air and out of the flag of Norway they had put rectangles on the flag to create other flags and it was just the the name of the country and the price and it was just so simple and so impactful that you knew exactly what it was with very minimal explanation, and it was it was great. I just thought it was a really, really good use of the of the of design to to translate a lot of information very quickly. Um, that was it's quite old, but uh, mm-hmm. all of the Scandi ads have been very very good. I'd love to speak to someone who can take this and, and turn it around. So I think there are many, many more and listeners, if there are more that we have missed, please, please send them in at yeah, lo- I, I, CMO.
0: I'd love to know what the experiences in the domestic market versus what mm-hmm. we get to see projected to the rest of the world. But yeah, uh, I've enjoyed these. Uh, so, th- you know, put four thumbs up to all these brilliant yeah. executions and uh, Well done. Keep going. Well Um, done. What's
1: what's what's on tap? So what's on tap? So this is a good one. This is one uh, that Jeremy Clarkson of uh, Top Gear fame and the Grand Tour fame. um, Since they since he's worked with Amazon, uh, he's I think he's basically trying to get paid to do normal things and use Amazon to pay for that. So yeah, he during lockdown, he does those normal things really well. He, he does do those normal things, because it's Jeremy Clarkson, he is an <laughs> ass, but he is funny. Um, but So he, he created Deadly Squat Farm at the beginning of the pandemic, and I think he basically went to Amazon and said, we're not going to do the grand tour for a while. Why don't you just film me running a farm? And they were like, sure, how much do you want? He was like, all of the money, thank you very much. Anyway, it got huge. It went huge. I haven't watched it yet, but it apparently did really well. The season two... So on the farm, he was then like, all right, well, what else can I do? I can grow barley and I can make a beer. So he did that. And, and I think this is, this is funny. Like we, you've seen these types of ads before, like the, I think it was Budweiser, maybe in the super bowl a couple of years ago. And like, here's the ad we would have made, uh, but yeah. we didn't have the budget. And they basically showed you storyboards. So he on Instagram, there's no paid media behind it. And he basically says, I've got a letter from the lawyers. And apparently, I can't say. and He says a bunch of swear words. Which can I say this? That's our podcast. We didn't have. Yeah, it's our to
0: podcast. It's rated dark. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. Okay, excellent. He says basically, I can't say. This is fucking brilliant. And um, and he says, well, but it is. But it is. And <laughs> then the Clark's just in, like in a Clarkson way. <laughs> but it is just like that. And um, and and then you know, and then you, you just hear him take a sip. And put it down as like the, the label yeah um, and then just came out with a new one today which was bad news apparently i can't say it's better than birmingham and he goes it is <laughs> same thing and it was like the the concept is you know it's it's been used of like i couldn't say it uh on tv so i'm gonna say it on instagram where he's allowed to say it and you know it was 30 seconds and it was like shot in his living room and you know it was just basically him being like screw you i'm going to stand anyway but i'm not going to put on tv because i can't be attended like that on instagram do you know so, it's yeah.
0: uh do you know uh, uh <laughs> you, first of all you know? his his instagram is actually pretty funny um he um he changed the the headline or i guess like the little bio cap to um jeremy clarkson at hoxton lager and i did a beer that's what it's yeah, like. i did yeah. a beer <laughs> yep. which I, I think is great I'm actually surprised that he only has 4.2 million followers because he's a huge international personality and mm-hmm. I think that all his social stuff is just not that frequent but when he yeah. does it it's just so on brand for Jeremy Clarkson
1: because yeah. he also wrote and book uh, as well he wrote and That's book, right. and so, book. Yep. Uh, so although yeah, lest
0: one, a- one forget he wrote a lot of and books uh, in his lifetime <laughs> Yeah. And this is just the most he recent did. one
1: uh, so yeah, I just thought it, was, I thought it was a nice a nice thing. Um, so the so next next one we had, which um, is interesting. So I saw this on Reddit, and basically someone's claiming that in in a Chinese public lav, uh, t- there is a toilet dispenser. Not lab,
0: not lab. No lav,
1: lab. lav yeah. lavatory. Uh, there is a toilet dispenser. toilet paper dispenser that has a QR code on it and next to it are instructions that says um, basically in order to get toilet paper scan the QR code and watch a 30 second ad and I'll tell you what if that's not a captive audience I don't know what is because (laughs) it is outrageous but you know, people are going to do it, you know, I mean, this is like, brilliant in its cruelty. Uh, And I just thought I had to share that because I don't know of anywhere else that would actually do this. And I don't know of a better way to get people to watch an ad.
0: Well, uh, I have two two comments on that one is I don't want to be anywhere near the place that has that bathroom because or shake hands with anyone who's coming out of it because, you know, <laughs> questions, questions, questions. And then when you say, I don't know anyone who would think about doing something like this, Ryanair Ryan. famously <laughs> toyed around, the low-cost Irish carrier, li- r- airline yeah. Ryanair, toyed around with the idea of charging uh, to use the lose on their plane. Now, that would be... Uh, yeah. That would be no a... that is
1: isn't that is another one that I could see actually implementing this. Yep. Just like, you yep. know,
0: put a euro coin or a pound coin into the into the thing and the door opens up.
1: Yeah. Yep. And then and then when you run out of time, the door just opens whether you're done or not. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> keep the keep keep the keep the money moving, right? Keep the queue moving. <laughs> yeah, you you don't want everyone standing in there, you know, for too long. You you you're losing you're losing revenue there.
0: You know what? They they can combine the two things. You know, once you're inside, then you have to scan the QR code to watch an ad. So to get the toilet paper, you know
1: <laughs> You're gonna pay to go in. It's it's a freemium model. You gotta it's, it's the Hulu model. You gotta you gotta pay to access and then you gotta watch ads whilst you're there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh,
0: all right. Fun. Well that's these are all the ads that we have thoughts about. I guess we have a couple of different product things we wanted to discuss. And you yeah. had one from Zillow that um, you know, has an interesting yeah. integration with the Apple features.
1: Yeah, so we talked about this when they announced iOS fifteen back in whatever month that was. I guess April, maybe this year. This year seems like it's been two years and one month, and at the same time. But yeah, um, so I I got the latest uh, iOS, um, and then you know, as I do as a mid thirties person, is fire up Zillow um, to pass the time because. What else do you do? Uh, what are like they say? Zillow media. is the yeah, Zillow is your social media. Zillow is the Tinder for married people. Uh, <laughs> so you, so I fired up Zillow and I and then the first thing I saw was like an in-app message which basically said, um, uh, "Call FaceTime someone and uh, do use the share screen function to share a to share a home." I just thought it was a really interesting, uh, quite prominent uh integration because i think they i think in the ads they were uh featured but i just thought Mm -hmm. it was a really interesting point of point that they were reminding you that you could do this feature because i think people forget because they're so used to just like screenshotting or sending right um sending the link and then calling someone that you can actually facetime someone and uh, share your screen at the same time. So I thought it was interesting that Zillow would do that uh, so prominently, not just Apple with their like top tip little little widget thing.
0: Yeah, I think I'm. Look, I think that uh, for them this is probably a killer feature uh, because oh, yeah. uh, most people like to share. You know, like they want to get other people's opinions about properties they're looking at, and uh, this makes it incredibly easy. But I forget that Apple has been introducing all of these new enhancements to FaceTime and other things, right? Like group calls, share screen, yep. all of those things. It's just, there's so many new features. You just stop, you know, stop keeping track of them. So I think Silo is making the right decision here by promoting it and leaning into it because it's uh, it plays well into their use case.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it, I think if you know the goal is to have people spend more time on Zillow, then this this really helps them. Uh, and I think it helps people be in the app and helps other people help them discover things in the app that may they may not have seen before. So I think it's yeah. I think it's great. I they're, think it's what also, they're not
0: going to dis- what they're not going to discover in the app anymore is Zillow offers, but that's that's a very different I did, uh, I did story see one in today. on Zillow's part. I,
1: did, I mean this is quite spectacular. Uh, I, but I did see a house today that was owned by Zillow and was being sold for, I think like $3,000 more than they paid for it uh, a couple months ago. So they must Can you imagine. Uh, I mean, yeah. I it's, it's, I, we should do a whole separate thing on this because it's, it's very interesting given like the wider ecosystem of apps and like, you know in-app and like virtual in uh, mm-hmm. versus you know gig economy versus actual holding of real assets uh, so I just thought it's just it's really interesting how they folded that so swiftly
0: well so swiftly. Um, yeah we, we yeah. yeah their algorithm didn't work um, is basically what happened but <laughs> Yes, we do need to talk about uh, the, the, the virtual virtual properties because that's a whole different. Like, I cannot wrap my head around the inherent value or the leg thereof of things like NFTs. Um, so, a topic for, uh, for a different episode is a
1: topic that yes. we should get some people who both love and loathe NFTs because I see the value of the um, of the technology. Uh, being able yeah. to hold real like non-fungible documents for example and being able to sign things and have digital records that are non-transferable non but like the the stuff that they're developing now is just nonsense yeah I,
0: I i think that like if you're a photographer and you took a photo and you don't you know you 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 have the ability to sell an nft of that and there is and there is a digital kind of log of ownership um that is of value to you but the stuff that's happening now where things from like way in the past you know like the first tweet the nfts are being sold it's like like you said we need to get someone who sees it with clearer eyes than us to um to explain why people are parting with silly money with silly crypto money to buy silly virtual properties
1: well i i think i think this is this is the fad though and i think this i think this happens with every like new technology is you have a bunch of people who waste a bunch of money on on stuff because they think it's going to be valuable or it's the the newness of it but you know the the ape the ape combinations and it's like there's like the really rare ones and you don't know which one you're getting until you buy it and then it's like more valuable because it has like a golden eye and a hat which other ones don't i don't know it's stupid basically that's my that's the that's my opinion of it it's stupid like people who are are, the i think uh, for me there's a real problem in like the physical world is there was an artist who was like i'm going to do six nfts and minting each of his or hers uh artwork was more than two years worth of studio electricity so they were like, I can't in good faith do this because it, it the energy it takes is so much that it's not worth. Like I can spend two years in my studio and burn that electricity, and this is taking it up in like what a second, and it's I mean, that that I think is a problem.
0: <laughs> All right, well, two thumbs down one, on that. Two thumbs down on NFTs um instagram uh just to uh finish up on the product Uh, yes speaking about uh silly things instagram (laughs) (laughs) uh we're going back in time with instagram uh they are uh they are you know the head of instagram has announced that they're bringing back the chronological feed as a as a response to all of the criticism the uh app has faced uh about how it's influencing um Teenagers and young girls um, through the algorithm to see themselves different and have negative opinions of themselves. And so they couldn't invent anything better uh, than to go back in time to the original uh, format where we'd see the chronological um, feed. And so I actually, you know, and this, I'm not claiming this thought, but I, I've heard someone say that they can't imagine that Instagram is really truly going to bring. This back and replace what they currently have uh, because the the algorithm that powers your feed currently is a monster in terms of monetizing um, mm-hmm. and um, showing you the you know the the kind of ad that's forcing you to click and buy your seventeenth pair of old birds. Um, so. <laughs> So uh, it'll be interesting to see the actual implementation and are they really, really going to bring it back um, to to combat the issue or it's going to be some sort of a hybrid thing. But I'm actually pretty delighted because I'm really like not into the algorithmically shaped timelines. Um, I know they're not the yeah. only ones who do this. I think Twitter has that as well. I just, chronology, please. I, I don't want to see, I want to see the recent stuff if I, if I want to see anything at all. And I don't want to see any of, the, any of the old junk
1: also, I, another also, another point before before we jump. thing.
0: And another thing. I don't I really hate that they started dropping things I don't follow into my feed.
1: Oh yeah. Oh god. That is so frustrating. So, so frustrating. Like, if I wanted that, I'd go to Facebook because then I can see someone who commented on someone who'd like to comment on someone's picture that was shared by someone else. Like if I wanted to be that that far gone from what I chose to put in my feed i'd go to a different platform but like get that they did have an option to not have that for 30 days uh which i thought was nice um but i can't imagine then that's going to be there for that much longer it is frustrating as hell
0: that's just they're deepening the infinite scroll with that with that junk and like i keep i keep seeing it and it's like it used to be that every third post was an ad now every it seems like every second post is either one of these. Suggested post yeah. or an
1: ad. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think to your first point, the algorithm that powers your ads will stay. I think you'll get a you'll get a choice of whether you want your. Uh, they'll probably position as like your more personalized uh, version of your timeline, or you can go back to the boring, unpersonalized, where you may see things that you don't need to see. Uh, version of the timeline and like i like to know when i've seen the stuff that i need to see by going back in time to when i've seen something before and i know like all right time's up whereas yeah. it's like they've got they've got all these different discoverable features now like i mean one thing that's annoying me a lot about instagram is you don't know if a video in your feed is a video or a reel or a igtv and you like tap things to hear the sound and it fires up full screen, and then you can't turn the sound on in that experience. And then you, because you can only scroll. And like, it depends on which one you load up. You don't know what you load up until it's loaded, and you can't do anything. You got to fix that. Like if you want people to hang around, fix that, please. Uh, I've lost the plot.
0: I, I've lost the plot on the purpose of IGTV. By the way,
1: I don't know. I, I don't know.
0: Like, how's it different from reels or anyway? It's. I don't.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I just don't understand the different things they have because it's all the same and it's all nonsense. It's Yes, truly. Uh,
0: By the way, uh, and again, a topic for maybe a different episode, but um, there was an interesting article, um, I think it was in the Wall Street Journal, that uh, talked about there was a disclosure about the algorithm that powers TikTok, the TikTok timeline. And, and that I think is it was a very ve- I,
1: closely guarded secret.
0: It is a very closely guarded secret, and uh, I believe the documentation was leaked from um, from their onboarding um, docu- document set. What was interesting about that, I think, what was really nefarious and really scary, is that um, if I remember correctly, they uh, their algorithm works in such a way that it wants to make you feel sad or bad before it kind of drops in um like a suggested piece of like happy content so they kind of play on your emotions and uh and they kind of drive you like into more of like a depressed state and then they're like you know like and that's how they and then they measure uh you know generate a lot of engagement because on a subliminal sense uh or subliminal yeah sense you're uh you're you're registering uh those things but like overtly you're not registering those things so you get like a little bit more depressed and then boom happy a little bit more depressed, boom, happy, and that's how they keep keep you engaged for so
1: long. Wow, that's scarily awful. That yeah. is I mean well done them for figuring that out, but <laughs> holy crap. That is terrifying. That is terrifying. that is really terrifying. But that well, wow. I mean it wasn't
0: going to be something like nice and amazing. I mean it's amazing. No, of course it's not, not nice. Why would
1: why would it be? It is amazing, but it is not nice. Like, but yeah, why would, they, why would they be trying to make you better when they could just keep you engaged? And that is, and those are very different things that they need to do.
0: Hey, yeah, listen, uh, final, final topic for the episode, but uh, one that you and I think both experience as we've been returning back to travel a little bit. How expensive are Ubers? Wow.
1: And Wow. If, if you can get one. If you can get one. Oh my god! Uh, unbelievably expensive. I've never seen costs for journeys so high. It's crazy. Gosh. Gotcha. Now you told you you, to, you, to, you to, <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, hold on. You you
0: you told me that you have Uber rides that previously cost ten or twenty bucks now cost fifty, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I uh, yes, that's accurate. Yeah.
0: Hmm. I was trying to take an Uber about a month or two ago from LAX one mile down to where my car was parked
1: and the price it
0: quoted me from the lax uh, uber parking lot was 120 dollars for one mile ride what yeah no and same for lyft by the way lyft you're not off the hook (laughs) 120 bucks for an uber x or a or a basic lyft
1: no get out of here so That's I took a taxi and paid them twenty
0: dollars instead and felt like it was a, it was a good alternative. And I think this whole topic is about alternatives. The alternatives yep. to Uber and Lyft, which we associate traditionally with the cheapest possible way of getting from point A to point B while drunk.
1: Yep. And, uh,
0: <laughs> um Yes, I did I had I had an incredible kind of moment in New York a couple of weeks ago when I was looking to get to JFK from the west side of Midtown Manhattan. I guess it's not Midtown, it's just the west side of Manhattan. And I looked at the um, I looked at the Google Maps and it was going to be almost two hours in traffic. Oh. Then I fired up Uber and it was like $175 for the privilege <laughs> of sitting in that traffic. The
1: and then a friend sitting of
0: in traffic. Yeah, plus, plus, plus tip. So like more like 100, probably 200 bucks, right? Like old, old all yeah. in. Um, so I took a helicopter instead. Uh, because it was, was cheaper it was well first of all it was cheaper uh, than sitting in an uber in traffic and then it was uh two minutes it was two minutes was, of it, was it
1: literally two minutes flying
0: i think, I think i'm think i lying it was actually specifically it was five minutes of flying from take uh from takeoff to landing um and it was a glorious five minutes because wow first of all you see well you, you see two hours worth of traffic in five minutes underneath you you get a <laughs> tour of new york Um, and then you realize that you paid less than you would have for Uber. Uh, the company is blade. It's, um, it's, it's basically the Uber of helicopters and they're, they exist in other cities in New York. They are shuttling people from a couple of locations to the three airports. Um, for a first time flyer, you get a $50 discount, making this about 145 bucks, no tips. Um, you come to their lounge uh, you get free booze. You get some snacks. You sit like in a somewhat civilized um, situation. You get you get into a helicopter. You are pretty uncomfortably tight with a lot of people who are there. It's five other people, but uh, five minutes of that, they land you at JFK at a private terminal. You come out and there's a dedicated Cadillac Escalade waiting for you to take you to your terminal. That's incredible. Each, each person
1: gets one. Each person gets uh, an Escalade.
0: All like you you get grouped into the terminals into the destination. Yeah. So like I was with, with one other person going to the same uh, same terminal wow. um, in an Escalade
1: with wow. little water bottles. With the water bottles. I yes. Mean, that's, I mean, that's no, that's, a, that's no, an amazing alternative. It's amazing. No way am
0: I ever going to be. I mean, I will be sitting in an Uber in traffic and again, I'm sure in, in New York. But forever, my mind will be fixated on the fact that I could possibly be doing something else with my time.
1: I mean, if you it, it, it makes sense if you're, if you're on your own and it's, and the cost is almost the same, do it because it's, I mean, two hours in traffic and a hundred and more, more money. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. But the fact that that is now a, a viable alternative to being in, in an Uber, that's quite, remarkable. but that's. But I think that that's the point.
0: The, I mean, this is what I just described to you isn't, isn't really marketing related. It's my experience. But the marketing angle on this is that these companies now have a chance to win more of the share of the market. Um, if they message it correctly um, and mm-hmm. if they get consumers to try it, um, there are other examples, right? Like we talked about hotels versus Airbnbs. We talked about yeah. Um, other um, ride hailing services. There's one in LA and Houston and a couple other cities called Alto, which is more premium uh, to Uber, but it doesn't have the wild fluctuations in prices. Basically, if Uber and Lyft are going to continue to be expensive, if Airbnb is going to be more expensive, people are going to start looking for alternatives. And there's a great opportunity for brands to step into that new need state. And... um, um, get cu- customers to experience them because Uber's only been getting worse. They they have a horrible reputation as a as a brand to begin with. Lyft yeah. is not that much much better, to be honest. Um, so why not why not try new things?
1: I mean, now is the now is the time. I mean, like everyone is. I think in, in, even in the Uber app, they show you that the taxis are often less expensive than their own services. So. You know, even taxis are t- making a comeback. I think if you can get, I, I, know, I know there are, but if you could get majority of taxis to be on an app, on an app or two apps, uh, then, I mean, that that was the whole point about Uber in the first place was you could call it to your, wherever you were, and it did, didn't yeah. char- charge you to get there and you knew you had all of the visuals of where it was, ETAs and all that. If you can get that in a taxi, and taxi is cheaper because they're regulated by the, Taxi regulators, uh, and you know that people who are driving them have had to do tests and have background checks, and like it's it's safer and better because they're actual yeah. drivers, actual yeah. actual drivers. So yeah, no, I just thought, uh, yeah, it's yeah, or just
0: it's find great. a helicopter,
1: or just get a helicopter. Just get yeah. a
0: helicopter. Yeah. I think that should That's be the answer need. to most questions in life. Just I'll just helicopter it. You must have felt like a baller in
1: that helicopter to uh, five minutes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, this wraps up our little episode. Um, hopefully, we'll get a chance to do one more before the end of the year. And I know we have a lot of ideas for episodes in the future.
1: Yep. This is the Invincibles episode, uh, episode 49. Uh, and Arsenal went 49 games unbeaten uh, back in wow. 2003. Yeah. Oh, that long ago but still the only ones to have gone unbeaten in the premier league
0: and how are they doing now and i ask as
1: a i think, that, I think that's all ask. we have time for so thank you very much for joining uh and <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i see okay uh yeah. well um yeah on that bombshell uh i will talk to you later have a good rest of the week alex you too